Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the DMP Podcast, episode 27. We're calling this one our anniversary episode because we've reached a year, even though we are two months ahead of it. Wait. Behind yeah. it, you idiot. Are we? No, we're two months ahead. Two months behind it, yeah, fucking... sorry, because it's already gone by. <laughs> you fucking moron. I'm on some pretty fucking... I'm on some... I'm on painkillers, all right? So fucking give me a break. Don't use that as an excuse. I'm so oh, high right now. painkillers. Fuck up, you. Um... Because, yeah, I broke my wrist last week at netball, so this is why it's like Tom's going to have asthma attacks during the episode as well because he's played sport for the first time in his life as well. So, this evening. It's been so. five years. Fuck off. <laughs> um, what do you mean? He didn't break his wrist against girls. <laughs> uh, and, guys, <laughs> and guys as well. <laughs> hey, I love netball. I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. Anyway, but that's beside the point. We are doing a- Avengers Age of Ultron. Uh, this week. This is going to be probably an extended episode because you already understand that we have a big love for Marvel, so we're going to get into the grit and grind of the movie and probably expand on our thoughts and maybe even talk about the Civil War stuff with the uh, Martin Freeman casting uh, that came out uh, this morning. I think it was this morning. Yeah, um, yeah it so, was. Yeah, let's get, down, let's get down to it because um, I feel like this has a bit of a kind of a polarizing thing with uh, some of our... Um, some of the people that viewed it, and yeah, and the audiences as well. I mean, the box office takings are still solid, and Joss Whedon has been on the PR trailer the, the last couple of days, kind of uh, not so much shitting on Marvel, but um, talking about them in a light that hasn't really been there Talk. since they started doing um, the universe stuff. But um, yeah, so Age of Ultron basically is a sequel to Avengers. We all know that. Uh, it involves basically the creation of Ultron, who is like a crazy AI and tries to take over the world and wants to murder everyone. Um, this is going to be spoiler heavy, so if you're listening, yep, there's going to be spoilers. So let's get down to it. Um, I, I just want to get a show of hands or voices. Who really, really liked it? Um, me. Yeah, like... Oh, wait, it's going to be everyone except me. I okay, think. and Hugh... Yeah, look, what, I did, but yeah. Okay, Hugh, and Hugh, what, what's yours? Six. Okay, a six. So oh, shit. that's pretty yeah, yeah. glum. But anyway, is um, there elaboration? No. Okay, I'm, oh. I'm going to. Oh, do we want to do rankings first and then elaborate? Okay, let's do rankings first, and then Hugh's going to go last because I feel like he's going to get all ranty. So, Tom, <laughs> you you go with your rank uh, with your ranking and a little bit at why Tim, then you, and then Hugh. Okay, so Tom, go. I originally gave it nine out of ten, and I watched it t- two more times, and I'm. Ready to drop it to eight, eight point five. Like I can understand why people have issues with it, but when I watched it, those issues were kind of irrelevant to me, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I thought it was solid. Like it was like people like, oh, it's not as epic as the first one. Well, of course not. The first one was epic because it's the first time you're seeing all these characters together. Mm. Like, of course, it's not going to feel epic the second time you you see it, but it was still a solid movie. My that, true sense. Th- th- that's the thing. I, like my coming out of it, I gave it a seven and a half out of ten. My thing was that there was no sense of wonder compared to watching the first Avengers. Like coming out of it, you, everyone's really used to each other, and that's good. And there's a good like rapport between everyone. But uh, the fact just, that they're not going just before, like, together, sorry, no, you're right. Nick, you're right this is a long what you're saying. Just before Nick finishes on this point, in the first Avengers, I reckon the most epic moment was the "I'm always angry." Like, yeah. the start of the fight where you're like, holy shit. Was there a moment like that? For me, obviously not. Was there a moment like that in this film for you guys? No. Um, 
Vision picking up the fucking hammer. Come on. Yeah, okay, no, that was that was very was that was very epic. cool. And I mean, the th- like we had two reactions. I think our theater Tim, when we watched it, it was dead quiet. But then the second time I went and saw it, um, there were audible gasps in the audience because everyone was like, "Oh shit!" So I, I, I don't know how to feel about it because I don't think it's that well, epic. Because I think it was always it was. I mean, we've talked about it in the past. But it's been kind of signposted a little bit that someone was bound to pick up the hammer. That's not Thor. Yeah, I can't remember what, I don't know, I swear in that scene, no, nah, it mustn't have been, but there was a scene where everyone started like almost clapping slash laughing, but I forget what scene it was, um, that was a really epic one, I don't know, can you remember Nick? I don't know what scene it was, uh, but. No, I actually don't remember to be honest. Yeah, I can't remember. Off the top of my head. I would have to be, it'd have to be in like the third act when they're at, um. What's it, uh, in that fucking Russian place where it is? Sokovia. Yeah, Sokovia, yeah. Um, but just going back to my point, like you said, Hugh, there's no real, like, kind of stopping moments where you come out of the movie and go, oh, do you remember when, like, Hulk smashes down the Chitari fucking bus or whatever you I call it a Chitari bus because I can't think of anything else. <laughs> um, or, you know, wh- there, there's bits and pieces... Like, there's moments, but there's nothing in there that makes you go, oh, like, when Hulk, like, thro- like throttles Loki in the first Avengers, and everyone loses their shit, and everyone thinks it's a massive moment. But there's nothing like that in this, I, I don't think, anyway. Um, anyway. I, I also reckon, like, um, Iron Man trying to beat the shit out of Hulk and his Hulk. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. That I was, think that's, what, that was, that's that probably was, would have been what it was. I reckon that's what it was, Tim. That- the laugh yeah, and probably. clapping was him going go, go to sleep with the, like, Cherno Alpha fucking punching thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, to, so, Tom, I'll let you keep going. So, eight and a half out of ten, what was your favourite moment in the movie? Ooh. <clears throat> or you can say different set, sets of moments as well. Yeah, like, I really enjoyed the opening battle, like, when they're attacking um, Strucker's place. Like, it just felt natural in the fucking... The side shot, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the one where, like, it start like, it ends with them, like, all just jumping out of vehicles or flying in, and it's like, they're all in a line, just, like, doing an action pose and it's in slow motion. It's like, like, it's a proper comic book kind of panel yeah. on the big screen. That was epic. Vision, pick, Vision picking up the hammer was great. Fucking Quicksilver. I really enjoyed Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in this one. I think they were great additions. And even though, I'm, like, my one gripe is there, like, the fact that their parents died, and I'm just sitting there going, their dad's fucking Magneto, he would not die to a fucking bomb. Like, he would stop the bomb, he would fl- fly it away. But they can't use mutants in this in this franchise, sadly. But, and I think, oh, just, there was, like, one more, but I can't remember it. I think it might have been, like, the whole Buster fight. Just, like, oh, mm. it, even though it was kind of lackluster, it was still kind of funny trying to like just watching him try to calm Hulk down but you, you did actually yeah. call that as well I remember when we talked about the first trailer when it came out in oh, when did the first trailer come out uh, November I think November ages ago yeah I remember you called it on the podcast that pretty much everything in that trailer that was Scarlet Witch so nice work we fucking broke that shit yeah but, <clears throat> but that was pretty obvious memory, well. <laughs> memory serves yeah. you said it was Iron Man who got his head mo- his head warped but it was actually Hulk. Did I? Yeah. 
No, oh, no, Tom was, said it was... No, he said Hulk because he had the red eyes. Yeah. Yeah, because I got a photo on um, MacBook, like a screenshot of that, like when Hulk looks back at the camera, his eyes are all red. Like grey, going grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Going no, grey Tom. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So, Tim, we'll move on to you. Uh, obviously, you're kind of in the same wheelhouse as Tom. Um, um, yeah, I gave it about like an 8 out of 10. Um like, you know, I still really enjoyed it and I still really liked it. And I knew it probably, was, probably wasn't going to be that epicness that was in the Avengers because, you know, it's the first time... You know, like in the Avengers, it was the first time we actually see everyone come together. Um, and, you know, you know, since they've already fought battles and stuff together, like, you know, they're going to have to try and bring something new to the table. But I just... Overall, I just felt like it wasn't really, like... A standalone movie it kind of just felt like it was a bridge this bridge between mm. like you know civil war well no more so just like the like the universe in terms of like um like you know earth and then the and then like the wider universe with like you know infinity wars and guardians, guardians. of the galaxy and like it just felt this kind of bridging gap like it didn't really feel like you know it was this whole like and he, like even Ultron as an enemy, like sure, like you know, I love James Spader and everything, but he's not an enemy to be reckoned with. But yeah, well, yeah it he, just it just didn't really seem like you know, like in the first, you know, f- first Avengers was this whole impending you know alien invasion going to take over the Earth, and and like I know, you know, um, Ultron had the the goal of wiping out humanity, but it was very centralized just to like Sokovia. Like, it just didn't really feel like there was much of a threat. Um, well, they, they did say, like, if that... Because he ends up, like, lifting, like, a portion of the city. Yeah, I know, and he, they, but... They do say, like, if it gets high enough, it can wipe out the planet. Like, yeah, I guess. Like, but, like, I don't know. I guess I just felt like there wasn't that much of a, yeah. you know, impending doom vibe that there was. Like, they, like, they didn't seem as desperate as they, they have been in previous movies and stuff. Um, I feel like the big problem with Ultron was that there was no initial connection with him. So when Loki comes to Earth, he's already already an established villain through the Thor films, and everyone likes yeah. Loki as a villain. So when he comes to town, you kind of go, all right, he is a formidable villain. He can take on the demigod Thor. He knows what he's doing. He's very smart and very calculated. Like, what what can he do with, like, an actual army? And you also feel for him because he actually is a smart villain, and written well, and he's been given all this time to grow, and Ultron isn't given that. Ultron's just kind yeah. of a sassy well, robotic like, version of Tony. And th- and that's what I just kind of feel like, too. Like, two key points, like, parts in this movie is the introduction of Ultron and the introduction of Vision. And I felt both were, like, just introduced super quick. Like, you know, it, it, you know, it went from, like, the battle, um, you know, at Sokovia, you know, in the, Act 1... So all of a sudden, you know, figuring out this AI and then there's Ultron born. Like, you know, there wasn't this kind of kind of gradual steps. Like, it was just, you know, he just came out and then, like, and that was it. And they've got an enemy all of a sudden. And then the same with Vision. Like, oh, all of a sudden it's, like, Vision. And there wasn't just, like, any kind of real explanation as to, like, who he was or why he was there or his purpose. Like, you know, there was, like... The, the only dialogue with him mainly lasted for about like ten minutes tops mm. before they all of a sudden are out off back to Sokovia fighting again. And it just it just like a lot of these like I would have thought would like important 
parts of the film and key parts of the film, especially with the new Infinity Stone getting revealed um, for Vision, they just got kind of glossed over really quickly. Um, and, like, going back to Ultron, like, I felt the whole kind of... There were some parts of dialogue that were, like... I don't know, it just didn't really fit his character. Like, there was this... It was kind of, like, sassy, if, if that makes kind of sense. Like, he wasn't this, you know, just evil robot. He was just kind of, like... I don't know when he was talking to the twins. And he has he has a sassy personality, so he you know like the whole baby. Yeah. Part where he's like thinking, he thinking he goes, oh babies, you know, he, and he kind of forgets yeah, that. Yeah, children. Like what? Yeah, sorry, children. Um, but he's also meant to be a reflection, a reflection of Tony's of Tony. personality. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the excuse that is for true. that is that he's basically like a robotic version of Tony, except a little less kind of fleshed out. Yeah, it's like yeah. the program was designed, like was designed on Tony, but the AI came from the Scepter. Like, that's how I saw it, like, they but just would, combined But you would have thought that the AI would have kind of governed, yeah. you know, because since the AI well, came from this, it was this intelligence again, from the Scepter. Then again, like, because they were decoding the Scepter, they were essentially decoding the Mind Stone, which was revealed to be in that, in the Scepter, in the yeah, gem in the Scepter. Yeah. So they'll probably, there's probably nothing really governing there in that stone, it's just, it gives, it just gives people's minds, I don't fucking, I don't know, that's the way I saw it. I don't know. It just, yeah, I don't know. There was just some really key parts that I just found really kind of glossed over. And I'm really hoping that we can actually, like, they will release a director's cut. Yeah, because the original cut was supposed to be 194 minutes or something, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, and like, you know, I would actually probably, like, I would have rather. I would watch. S- yeah, would, going yeah, to see that and actually seeing a lot of the story that, you know, Joss has been talking about, saying, like, you know, I wanted to have all this extra story in and. Or, you know, it was all just cut. And I think that's why it felt, certain parts felt really rushed. Yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah. I think this film f- uh, struggles with Iron Man 2 syndrome, where the first Iron Man is received extremely well, and then I, they realise, okay, we need to bridge, like you said, Tim, br- like bridge the gap with another film into yeah. expanding the universe. And I think it's... It's been done before with Iron Man 2, and it was way more obvious than Iron Man 2, but in this, you really get the sense that it's a bit empty compared to the original Avengers, but I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll put that to the side, because we'll go to Hugh. Hugh, so you gave it a six. Um, go nuts. Mm-hmm. Alright, so, like, I don't... I'll get it out of the way. I don't think it's a terrible film. Like, it's, it's not... Well, it's definitely not a failure. It's going to make an obscene amount of money. But... Considering how good the first Avengers was, I thought it was pretty lacking. And in all honesty, it's probably been a pretty lacking phase two, aside from the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And yeah, unfortunately, I don't think they really changed that in this film. Aside from the Winter Soldier, all of Phase Two's films have been pretty average. Um, as to why I gave it that rating, I th- it feels like you guys will hate me saying this. It almost feels like Transformers, as in the way it just goes from action scene to action scene. Yeah. I think it felt really rushed. Like, we've talked about that with the cut. Like, yeah. it doesn't... I don't really think it flows anywhere near as well. Like, the first Avengers was a slow build-up. You had action scenes, but it built up slowly. Whereas this one, it's just... Scene after scene after scene. Yeah, scene after scene after scene. I also didn't like some of the storylines, like the whole Banner... Um, like, I have no problem <laughs> if Banner and Black Widow want to get it on, but I just felt it was really forced and sort of, like, out of nowhere. Yeah, agreed. I don't necessarily agree with that, but anyway, go on. Yeah. 
Um, what else was there? I thought Ultron was yet another average Marvel villain. He he's he he had better lines in the trailers than he did in the actual film. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if you guys got that, but yeah. if you, he, a lot of his lines and trailers were cut out, so that that disappointed me. And I just like I said before, it just didn't have that wow moment that that sets it like that sets it apart yeah. as like okay, this is next level. As in, we've gotten yeah, to this exactly. level, like we've gotten to this kind of stage in this universe now where y- you can still be surprised. I think yeah, is, no, it, it just it just it just didn't have that for me. I thought I thought some of the good things, the CGI was good. The Hulkbuster versus the Hulk was an amazing like thing to watch. Yeah, um, the Scarlet Witch stuff was done really well. How she was like running back into doors and stuff, like the Grudge yeah. style sort of yeah, stuff. Was, like that was yeah, really cool. Yeah, being very hit and run kind of style. But yeah, like uh, I think it just had way too many issues. I like so in short, I didn't like the flow. I didn't like some of the storylines. And yeah, I just it's nowhere it's still not a terrible film, but it's nowhere near as good as the first Avengers in my opinion. I think just overall the story was just lacking like the story even was like, like non existent. Well like even like Tom, you said like the like the opening battle scene was epic and like granted while the battle like the action segment was awesome, it just like came out of nowhere. Like Yeah, you know, I thought we were gonna have like at least a little scene like say like he wouldn't. He wanted it to start out like a Bond film. Like it's just, it's just like I saw it as a Bond film. Like it starts out with an action. No, I, I can understand that, but I think it would have been better if they had yeah. like a scene. Like, like the, the only reason I knew they were there is because I've been following Shield, and like it's mm. been very back to back. Like if someone just goes into this, they're like, why the fuck are they in like the middle of nowhere all of a sudden? Well, like how have they found all this stuff out? Like the last part mean- we found, you know, was that Hydra still. At large, and of you know, doing doing these experiments, well, and think, then I think you'll you got to leave it up to the audience's interpretation. I mean, it's pretty, it's kind of spoon fed. It's like okay, obviously they're in Sokovia. Is, is this they're in Sokovia at the start? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they're in Sokovia at the start. Like, they're tr- they're obviously doing a mission for some reason, and then they do kind of you know um, exposition. We need to get uh, we need to capture this- von Strucker. Um, yeah. So it's not like, exactly one of those things where you kind of go, why are they fighting in the snow? I can see where you're coming from, Tim, in terms of like, okay, so just out of the blue, they're fucking just fighting again. But I can kind of also understand that the, like, the fight at the start in terms of putting it as like a Bond thing makes sense to me. I, like I never felt like, and I'm behind on S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm up to date now, but I'm behind yeah, on I S.H.I.E.L.D. Was, when, we, when I came into watching Ultron well, and I didn't really again, find it confusing the, at all. The episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. where they revealed that... Um, where the scepter is and all that was like aired. It aired last week, so no one knew really because we got it two weeks before. Like, yeah, but yeah. like, the, but like the episode. No, the episode that happens. The episode last week was the, like the the one where they go and attack the Hydra base in Antarctica. But, but yeah, but like they still like alluded to that. That's where it was heading, kind of thing. Like you know, it wasn't just. Yeah, you know, it was still pretty heavily coupled with. Uh, I, I think it might be Avengers. might be might be different for us because since we saw that shoot episode well before we saw the Avengers. Oh wait, was it well before? Oh no, after yeah, we saw after, the Avengers. Yeah. Sorry, because the Avengers couple weeks. Yeah, because it came out early in Australia, so I think maybe that's a bit more confusing for us. But like at the same time, like I don't think it like as a film it should be relying off other material to you know, establish a solid storyline. Like, well, you know, the movies should be limited, like, 
should be related to the movies. Like if you if you then need to go, well, it's um, like Skyfall. Like Skyfall starts and Bond's walking down a corridor. Next minute he's got a gun and there's people down in the room. He's going through a room with his gun, like trying to find out about the missing hard drive from the computer. Yeah, but they're completely standalone movies, though. Like, yeah, I know that. Like, but like all the Bond films don't like don't really. No, piggyback except, off each other like it's not like a consecutive storyline no, across there, all there the are bits and pieces films. but it's very stringy exactly like yeah. you know this is this is completely it's in yeah, a completely like, different I, context yeah like i know what you i know what you're saying i'm just saying like it, like, like it's not it's not that i was confused or anything like i knew what was happening it just yeah. kind of seemed out of the blue like you know like oh i would have expected there to be a bit more setup rather than you know going from you know the the stinger at, at the end of um was it Captain America that are yeah. these, they're experimenting the on these things to, oh, next movie, they're at their base breaking the door down. Like, I would have thought there would be a bit more, you know... Um, would you think maybe having between, them... Sorry, go on. Oh, yeah, I just would have thought there would have been a bit more kind of fleshing out between, you know, oh, they've figured out, you know, there's these bad guys still there, you know, and now they're, they're working on where they are, let's go get them, rather than, oh, we're, like, essentially right there and we're already halfway through the battle kind of thing. So you're saying maybe, like, expanding on the Maximoff twins a little bit more before <laughs> we actually j- dive into the facility with Von Strucker? Would yeah. Would in the start of the movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, even even if it was, like, an opening... Like, the opening scene was at, Vo- at you know, Sokovia with Von Strucker and the twins, and, you know, it was, you know, some dialogue and some scenes there. And then, you know, like they detect that the Avengers are incoming um, or that, you know, that there's a threat on the radar or whatever. And then like, and then like the battle sequence happens. Like, I think that would have just established it a bit more that like, rather than, cause like it wasn't even just the start of the battle. We open to like halfway through the battle. If I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. No, that, that's an interesting, that's an interesting way to kind of frame the opening of the movie. I think, cause I think that's actually pretty effective when you actually kind of put it, in like, in the context of well, like taking out basically the start and then replacing it with like a backstory thing with maybe Von Strucker talking to the twins and exhibiting their abilities over the course of however long. I mean, I assume that the tag at the end of Winter Soldier basically is the same time period. Like, it's not too much of a fa- like far off part time period between the movies between Winter Soldier and Ultron. Uh, I'd say um, it least, doesn't seem like it. Because at least got to be like a month or so. Because... I think it'd be, yeah, I think it's a few... Well, like, I mean, again, if you're following the S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes, I think in terms of timeline, it's probably about like, yeah, like a month, you know, a few weeks-ish or something, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I just actually <laughs> wanted to talk about this. This is... A, I had a couple of interesting conversations about the, um, the actual Scarlet Witch dreams and the farmhouse scenes. Now, I know we've been talking about the farmhouse in the chat over the last couple of hours, but I just want to say that... Oh, that, I was <laughs> Well, not you, because you were fucking yeah. dying at soccer, but yeah. the actual farmhouse scene, I thought, was one of the best parts of the movie because it's, like, finally a bit of, like, just a bit... Gives a breathing about, room. Yeah, yeah. It allows you to understand, like, Hawkeye's background. It actually proves the relationship between Hawkeye and Black Widow is purely based... On a, is, is, is a friendship and a respectful friendship, like friendship. Yeah. There's none of that kind of will they, won't they. I think that was really important for that movie uh, to uh, kind of basically dash that because the implication is there that they've either got it on or going to get it on, and that's fine. But the, like finding out that Hawkeye's got a wife and kids is 
really good. But it also yeah, kind it of pretty... it felt like a bit of a red herring because you're like, oh, oh well, yeah. they're gonna kill him now because we've just built up all this empathy towards him. <laughs> how great of a family he's got now he's gonna die. Um, Joss Whedon. Yeah, it is Joss Whedon. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on how effective you thought the dream sequences in the farmhouse scenes were. Um, anyone can start. I really liked the the dream sequences. Like, I thought, you know, I've been waiting for so long for the, like, you know, the Earthbound Marvel Cinematic Universe to actually catch up to and finally discover that, you know, the Infinity Stones and stuff. And when I saw that, you know, when it it was the Thor's dream, I was like, holy fuck, finally we're actually, you know, they're actually, that's going to be on the agenda and stuff. Um, you know, so I, I really liked the the dream sequences and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, the only the only thing I found like I can't like the way Thor talked about the Infinity Stones when he's like makes Vision, like he says four, like there's four stones, but the Earthbound Avengers should only know of three. So and they never bothered to ask about the fourth one. So does this mean like they kind of know about Guardian the Guardians of the Galaxy already, or what? Like, I would imagine Asgard would. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured Asgard would, but there's just that no one goes like, "Wait, where was the fourth one?" Unless they just another plot hole. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I. That's a good question. I would it, like. I didn't pick you, you it would up assume on the first that it's Shield because Shield knows everything, but then also, you know, Shield's kind of not really fit for mm. purpose. So, yeah, that's an interesting. Thing to bring up. I actually never really thought of it, to be completely honest. But like, I think you know, um, we like a lot of that probably would have gotten fleshed out a lot more with the cave scene if yeah, um, all that all that stuff that was cut was actually still left in there. So that's what I'm like really hoping we well, actually get he, to he see said, that. He said like most of it's going to be deleted scenes, like be put on the Blu-ray as DVD as deleted scenes. So we probably will see it. Ah, yeah. Yeah, like you might have to import it from. No, actually, no. The Australian one had him. Sorry, I'm just. No, it's the commentary that the Australian Blu-ray didn't get for the first one. Sorry, I'm just yeah. ring. But no, I, I you know, because it would be actually interesting to actually find out, you know, how much they actually do know, rather than yeah. it just being glossed over really quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually thought I I, I tweeted about this after seeing it. The Captain America flashbacks were kind of reminiscent, like of, like whenever I see kind of Cap and Peggy together, like it kind of reminded me of how important that relationship is to the Marvel universe in terms of not being shit, because we all know like Jane and Thor, you know, it shouldn't be there. It should be Sif and Thor, like (laughs) Pepper and fucking Tony is, you know, like there's not really anything there, but. Cap and Peggy's relationship feels real. Legit. Like it feels, yeah, it doesn't feel fake. It doesn't feel like a Hollywood relationship. It actually feels like something that... Is um, genuine. Yeah, exactly. And seeing him in that, like his fear essentially is basically becoming or already feeling obsolete because... Um, he's out of time. He's out of time, exactly. And when Peggy was like, we can have our dance, I was like, oh my God, she's got Alzheimer's down, sad. Like that kind of stuff... <laughs> Like that, I, I feel like as small as small as it was, I thought that was really effective because I know a lot of people hated those dream sequences. I'm not sure why. Was it the because the Marvel executives hated them as well, didn't they? As far as I'm aware, at least in those. It's like, yeah, I, I I know a little bit. 
But it's like they hate that. They hate the farmhouse. They hate something else. But I don't know what it was. But yeah, I just wanted like to, Hugh. What did you think of them? Like, did you think that the farmhouse was effective in the dream sequence? I thought I thought I thought the farmhouse sequence was good. I didn't mind the dream sequences. I agree with you on Cap. Caps was actually really emotional, but Cap Caps probably got the best story out of all of them anyway. Yeah. Because he's even though like Tony hasn't got any real superpowers, Caps does. Caps ha- is sort of the most human, I think, because Tony's like got everything. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. whereas Caps gone through like a lot harder stuff. But um, no, I really like them. I like the scene with Fury and Stark in the farmhouse if that's the one you're referring to or you're referring to other ones as well uh, I thought I think that it was like the farmhouse as a whole like yeah, the oh the farmhouse as a whole yeah. yeah oh you mean on the at the safe house yeah, yeah. no I, I like that but I also like that they had Fury there as well yeah yeah, yeah. that was good I although think... can, can... No, you're sorry right. I just have one more criticism mood than I remembered now I know it's Disney but why are they so scared of, like, death on, like, a large scale? Like, they said Ultron was going to be so much darker. Did anyone think it was that much darker? No, no it was, not at all. If anything, it was, like, lighter than yeah. the first Avengers. Yeah, because, like, all right, this is what I think would... All right, this is just me. Well, maybe that was what... Thing that, like, the CEOs made weed and change, because there was all the... Yeah, well, this is what I would have gone. At the end, I thought it was a bit way, like there was way too much do sex machine when like Fury shows up and they evacuate all the people. I thought it would have been way better, and it would have been way better of Civil War if they had to make the call. All right, we're going to have to sacrifice this city of people to save the rest of the world, and yeah. that would lead into Civil War, and everyone's like, "The Avengers killed all these people." But it's just then it's just like, but why is Iron Man there? Unless they're co-leaders or some shit. Because you, you, you get the feeling like unless yeah you can you can deal with that in civil Iron war made, unless it was Iron Man that made the call against Cap then there's civil war but it's like if the Avengers as a whole make the call then no yeah but no, no, but, but, but the, how are the greater public gonna know that you can sort that out in civil war and anyway it, and it My, doesn't matter about yeah. who makes the call the whole thing with civil war is you know an event happens that causes the public to want superheroes to get registered. And then it's Cap versus um, Iron Man in terms of what stance. Like, either they do it or they but, don't. It wouldn't have mattered if they all made the call together because that's, you know, the catalyst is an event happens that causes, you know, the world's governments to enact the Superhuman Registry Act. Yeah, it's like, I, oh, I don't, I don't feel like... As, as my like, my, as, my as point like, just is, they said, sorry, I'm just, my point is they said it was going to be darker, it wasn't. And I was a bit annoyed with that because yeah. I know Disney like want to be all happy and stuff and films, but I wouldn't mind a little bit of realism in the Avengers sometimes. I know it's like a comic book film, but a little bit of realism. Well, I mean, yeah. see, like Winter Soldier was dark both thematically and also in terms of what happens. Like, yeah, it, that that that's why like Winter Soldier I think is probably pretty much either number one or number two for me on the Marvel in the, like the Marvel pantheon. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, I mean, like, let's just talk about kind of the implications for the wider universe, I suppose. Um, obviously, the the credits have it as, like, um, sorry, what is? Oh, yeah, Thanos comes and gets the gauntlet. Yeah, but which isn't but which, on is, which is not Asgard. That's right. It's not in Odin's vault, and it's also one of two Infinity Gauntlets, apparently. Um, but also, there's. I'm pretty sure there's speculation, and the the most popular theory at the moment is, um, 
it's because it's been set like that's like a glimpse of it's the like future. Yeah. Yeah. Of right, like. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not happening. You know. After the events, that of, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, it's not like, happening. How like is he fucking aware that Ultron is like causing havoc? Like, I get that he can. He's like an all-seeing eye. Like he's like the Sauron of the fucking galaxy. But uh, like but the, the fact same, that yeah. like Ultron like and that the fact that he kind of like he says I'll do it myself. Surely, like that's implying that Ultron was part of his plan. He was like, yeah, okay, no, Ultron's no. going to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah, that's what I thought and too. Then, and then even then. Um, um, what do you call it? Because if that was the case, then they've just skipped over like, well, hang on, the Infinity Gauntlet was in Odin's vault. How did it all of a sudden get out of the vault? Like, you yeah. know, they're just skipping that. In, that's you know, that's quite a major plot hole. Um, but then again, you kind of glimpse it in Thor, and like only the eagle-eyed viewers would be like, oh, that's the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. Like. Yeah, but like the well, yeah, that's why the most popular theory is that it's a. A shot into the future so like it's it's probably it might even be you know after the events of um part one a c- civil war and yeah and like um part you know even part one it, it could be heaps far away it's just more of a this is coming kind of thing yeah yeah i uh, did you expect I, I know that we did talk about uh, like over the last couple of months we have talked about the credit scene um being like maybe spider-man like very Dude, very no. rough spider-man but i i would have like considering how it ends with like a new avengers team made up of scarlet witch vision, War Machine, falcon. falcon vision like even if they just had spider-man swing in then that would have been great like end it with spider-man on a fucking high and I, then people, I probably would have like, fucking lost it that would have been like, like that would have been oh, i would have been laughing because i called it you called the post-credit scene you said yeah. Like this, this is actually in the movie. Like at the end of the movie, everyone's like, "Oh, Spider-Man's the post-credit scene. He's going to be in the post-credit scene." No, he's at the end of the movie. He just pops up, like swings on in. And it's like, "Holy fuck, Spider-Man's here!" That would have been a Hulk moment for sure. I yeah, like that would have probably given it that epic moment. But there's also an alternate cut where Quicksilver doesn't die, oh, yeah. and he actually joins them as part of the team at the end. Yeah. So. Do you think, and actually, can I just say, I actually really love that idea of the new Avengers being that team, and I have to say, I like Scarlet Witch, like, in her actual get-up looks fucking sick. Like, mm. when she kind of flows down, I was like, oh, shit, and then Vision and everyone, like, turns around, I was like, yeah, this is, like, I was actually quite happy with that change, because it's kind of like a meta-commentary in the sense where it's like, all right, we kind of, we understand that we've probably done it enough with these guys, it's time to move on with this group, this new group, which I think is really effective. But yeah. I, I just, well, I don't know, like, because obviously we're still going to see them in Civil War and Infinity War, you know, so like, you know, all the, the classic Avenger cast, you know, um, yep. are still going to be the Avengers. And so I, I like, honestly, I didn't really get that whole, I, well, I mean, rather, I didn't get the vibe that this was the new Avengers team. I just got the vibe that, they were just getting added to the roster because I don't see okay, any enough. of the other guys getting retired, you know, so to say, anytime soon. Well, and also, I don't see any spin offs getting made for any of those individual new Avengers. Like, I don't see a Vision movie, I don't see a Scarlet Witch movie. Um, so, yeah. Fair enough. Like, I can understand where you're coming from in terms of them being added to the lineup, which I assume yeah. that they probably are, but they're added to that, I think, that Earth lineup where you basically don't have 
a demigod. And yeah, I mean, like ov- obviously, I suppose you sub Thor out for Vision because Vision and Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you probably won't use Thor as much, but I still think like Iron Man, Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch. Oh, not sorry, um, Black Widow. Um, well, Black Widow's still like still there. She's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But Iron Man's like pretty much. The whole idea of Ultron was for him to him and the, the rest to, of the to team retire. to retire. Yeah. Like so, I, I think he's done as an Avenger. So is Hawkeye. But yeah, that's why they got that new team. Yeah. And like, I think it was also more for a localized Avengers. Yeah, as that's, in, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Because you can't have Thor showing up in Civil War, even though he does show up in the Civil War comics. I'd be very surprised if he shows up in Civil War. But I mean, we can make bets on that at a later date because I mean, he does have a kind of a greater picture in the Civil War in the comics, but I assume they're obviously going to go for something completely different in the movie. Mm. Um, or in terms of, like, deeper storyline rather than just, like, a baseline storyline of the Superhero Registration Act and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, what else was there? Um, uh, did you guys find it a bit confusing? Um, Scarlet Witches... Oh, Scarlet Witches. Uh, Scarlet Johansson. Um fucking Black Widow's dream sequences. Did you kind of glean anything out of that? I'm just curious. Cause I, I did, but that's because I watched S.H.I.E.L.D. Because, right. because they, oh, sorry, Agent Carter, I mean, and they touched on it in Agent Carter. Yeah. Right, okay. Because I had a few people who have obviously haven't watched Agent, Agent Carter, Carter going, okay, we're getting a bit of Black Widow, but I'm still kind of not, like, settling in on how she's developed other than the fact that she's... But it just seems that she's just a trained assassin. Um, is there? I any think kind of... to say there's some brainwashing involved as well. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I got from the conversation with her and Hulk. But she's like explaining how she feels like she's a monster or something. Yeah, and then I've got mad. Um, do you feel like them like releasing it as a 195, like the actual cut that Joss wanted, would have been more effective? Um, yes and no. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think, like, you know, I've only seen it once. And so I think, like, if I was to go back to it, I would prefer the 190-minute cut just so I can actually... So, like, I can see if all the stuff they cut out would have actually made quite a difference. You know, it's the same... There's been a few movies like that. Um, what is it? Like- Kingdom of Heaven. Um, apparently, the theatrical release... Was, was terrible, and then when they really uh, released the director's cut, everyone thought it was brilliant. Um, yep. And they said, "Don't even watch, don't even bother with the theatrical release. Just go straight for the director's cut." Because, and I just, I don't know. Like, I'd like to think that Age of Ultron will will do the same. Just the fact that, like, you know, the cave scene was supposed to be quite a important scene um, from all like the hurt, like you know news I've heard with um, Joss Whedon and everything, and. You know, it lasted for all of, what, five minutes? You know, like, you just get cell, cell week and then, you know, they go to some cave and then they're out again. And then, like, oh, we've got Infinity Stones. And it's just like, you know, that whole kind of story arc is all of, like, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very minor. Because it, it it's essentially, basically, Thor, provo- like, being an anchor for a plot point. So he's like, I need to go and explore. And then comes back with the solution without any real explanation other than him kind of semi-drowning in like a little pool and then like yeah and then like when he re- like kind of you know summons vision i guess you know there's like a brief dialogue and they're like oh okay i 
I guess that's okay. And then they go to Sokovia to fight Ultron. And it's like... Yeah. It's like, like, oh, great, we found the solution. Woohoo! You know? It's like, yeah, we've got this impending, like, apocalypse with Infinity Stones that are, like, infinitely more, you know, dangerous than our current situation. Let's just just ignore that and put that on the bench and we'll go fight Ultron right now. Yeah. Did you you guys get a sense that from... Like, I mean, I did at least. But did you guys get a sense that... Joss, like this, is, like, we all kind of knew that Joss Whedon really was coming to the end of his tenure at Marvel. Do you think like that it needs like him actually going is going to be a good thing for the universe? Because I mean, he's essentially uh, ushered in like these these massive movies. He's he's I don't know if he's still consulting with them, but I don't. I think he's like completely done. Yeah, I, like, after pretty, Avengers, he's like, completely done. Like yeah. they might get him back for some script, like just to like I don't know, maybe liven up some scripts or something. But I don't think he'll make another movie for him. No, I figured he's bas- he's done directing for sure, but that was confirmed with the Russo. Was it the Russo brothers directing yeah, Infinity War? Um, but also. I just wasn't sure if he was consulting because I figured maybe like Ultron kind of feels a bit like all right, it's a, it's a bridge, but you know we're trying to let go. All right, like we're just basically sweeping everything up and then moving on to to phase three because phase two, I think Hugh summed it up pretty well. It's been pretty disappointing because the Dark World was fine, Iron Man three was not good. Um, Dark World wasn't fine, dude. I liked it when it came out, but when you watch it, it's got a lot of issues. I think I think Dark World's better than Iron Man three. Yeah, yeah, but Iron Man three is probably the worst film after Iron Man two. <laughs> like, um, Incredible uh, Hulk's pretty boring. Yeah, Hulk, Hulk was yeah, any of the Hulk, you don't even like, need to watch it, really. <laughs> yeah, you really don't. <laughs> yeah, there's barely anything there. But I feel like this probably nece- like this is like Joss Whedon leaving as much as he he's done a great job. He does probably need to take a break and having fresh eyes. And the Rosso brothers did so great on Winter Soldier that they might kind of be the ones to do the consulting instead. Um, do you guys, yeah, like, do you all feel confident or less confident in the universe going forward without Joss on board? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Tom? I think I think it's a good time for change. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not Tom. No, you're right. Sorry, what was the question? I'm do you, do you think that um, you should listen more often? Um, no. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading up on the Infinity Gauntlet. Fuck off. Um, do you, uh, do you think Joss leaving, but essentially like leaving Marvel, essentially is go, is going to be good for the the whole universe as a whole moving forward? Yeah, like it allows more people, like fresher eyes, I reckon, like to come in. Yes, like you got the Russo brothers who've already done a movie, doing another three movies. Two technically, but it allows more people, I think, to come in and have a look and with fresh eyes, maybe. Yeah. Depending how some like because all the movies they've announced for Phase Three haven't had got haven't got directors and they aren't still attached or anything yet, so you don't know who's going to direct what. Like, do you have the original the uh, Nicole Perlman on Captain Marvel? They did announce. Yeah. That. Yeah, which is she good. Wrote Guardians, Guardians one. Um. So, but yeah, all right, well, we'll wrap it up. Uh, pretty sure there's nothing else. Do you guys have anything else or any theories or anything, or are we good? Um, I'm excited to see what Marvel does in the next 18 months. I'm really looking forward to Doctor Strange. We've yeah. got Ant, 
Was it Ant-Man and, uh... <laughs> I need you to be the Ant-Man. 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 That should be good. I think Ant-Man might actually work similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, like, if it can capture that the comedy tone, right? Like, yeah. the, like, the, like the contrast between action, drama, and comedy. Because, like, yeah. that second trailer was a lot better than that first trailer. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, like, I'm still laughing at the fucking Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> yeah, that part, was, uh, that part was excellent. It was so fucking funny. But I'm still a bit apprehensive. That's only just yeah. because I'm not sure how I feel about Paul Rudd. Um, and I'm, exo- I'm excited for Civil War, but I'm also kind of a bit apprehensive about that because I feel like they the may cast. be o- overstuffing it a little bit. Yeah. It's like, hey, Falcon's hey, going to be there. Hey, Scarlet Witch is going to be there. It's still going to be better than Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> oh my god alright I think that's a good enough time to fucking wrap it up there before Tom goes on another fucking tangent and then we get fucking Batman v- fucking Goku vs Superman <laughs> or as Hughes affectionately fucking called it GVS um, oh my god <laughs> really yeah I've anointed it GVS oh he was like oh, it's I've anointed it GVS um, <laughs> yeah it's like just me you know I would actually probably rather see that than Batman vs Superman don't encourage him. Well, Superman loses in both, so... <laughs> um, Alright, we'll be back in probably... Well, actually, if we're doing Mad Max, we won't be back next week. We'll be back in two weeks or whenever Mad Max comes out, which is next week, I think, actually. 14th? Yes. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with Mad Max. Um, make sure you, you, if you're listening, go and give us a like on Facebook. We still haven't really done anything with the Facebook page, but do it anyway. Uh, It'll be up by next episode, we all promise. Yeah, we I all promise. We did promise the last couple of episodes, but we just haven't bothered. No, we never promised. We just said we would. This we time we promised. Okay, all right. We promised that the Facebook <laughs> I did, page... I did my part. The, yeah, I've done mine as well. So, um, Hugh, you better get... Well, you didn't even have to Photoshop your photo, Tom. <laughs> I didn't have to. He just said that. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, go, go and give us a like um, on facebook.com forward slash definitely not popcorn. Um, go and give us a listen on SoundCloud, which you probably already asked. It's really stupid. Um, and we'll be on iTunes once I still fucking sort the shit out. I'm having issues, but um, we will be up on iTunes shortly as well. Um, and yeah, come like the Facebook page because we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to get some kind of listener input and we'll get some shout-outs and uh, shout-outs too. And also, shout-out to Chris Alcorn. I forgot to do this for a couple of weeks um, for being a consistent listener for the show and shouting us out and sharing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're the bomb. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, yeah, all right, guys. We'll be back in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Uh, Peace.